All right. Doug is absent. So we're all going to take a stab at uh, this morning podcast. So we're in Mark chapter 12. We're doing verses 35 to 44. Uh, Then Jesus answered and said, while he taught in the temple, how is it that the scribes say that Christ is the son of David? For David himself said by the Holy Spirit, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, David calls himself, David himself calls him Lord. How is he then his son? And the common people heard him gladly. Then he said to them in his teaching, Beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greetings in the, mar- in the marketplaces. The, okay. Beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury. And many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which make a quadrants. So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had. Her whole livelihood. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Okay, yeah. Any stabs? Well, yeah. I think it's the David. I think it's the, the David, David thing. I'm not I mean, really I, sure I, how it's a joke. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, he people, said he probably wouldn't. But. People thought the Messiah was was going to be the son of David, and Jesus is like, um, I sit at the right hand of God, and so how if David? Okay, David said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool, and if David calls me Lord, then how then how could I be the son of David, if I'm his lord, that's kind of the joke. I guess it's not how how funny. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't understand the the joke part. But I think what Jesus is saying, it's more like a riddle. It feels like. I don't know. Where's Doug? If there's a joke, we need to we need to uncover what this joke is. Um. I mean, I think that Jesus is talking about, like, his, like, preeminence and, like, his godness. Like, he definitely is a descendant from the line of David, mm-hmm. um, but he also existed before David. Yes. So, Jesus is saying, like, yeah, from David, but look, also before David. Um, so, that's what I think. I know the uh, verse 
38 through 40, um, where it talks about, like, watch out for the teachers of the law. They want to, you know, be seen as really important. And, um, but at the same time, they're, they're hypocrites. Um, and so, like, I, you know, I was reading another verse uh, where it talks about this, like, um, I think it was even earlier in Mark where like the disciples were asking Jesus can I, can I uh, like James and John asking like can I say that you're right and you know he says you're left and it's just like this request to like want to be seen as important and like God actually like pressing them to see that it, like being important is not about being seen as important but actually like serving people um, and being humble and so like if you're just doing this just to be or just doing this for show mm-hmm. then like you're totally missing the mark and I think that that's usually really challenging I mean because I I don't think in my mind like I wouldn't want to still serve people but I know in my heart like I do want to be seen as important I do want I want people to respect me and like say oh yeah like that's strong right there you know but I don't want to I don't want it to be out of pain and um you know, so I, I think like this. This is always a challenging one because I, I feel like I'm looking at this as like, oh, those people they just didn't get it, but like I, I feel like that could probably be us or probably me more than I think. Um, if I just want, like, if I want, if, if my end is just like how people view me as important versus like how does God actually see me, how am I actually serving others? You know, being faithful to that. And I too think like it's it would be worse. They receive greater condemnation because they're like the leaders, and like so like there's a tension of the pastor. Don always says it's in the Bible to give honor where honor is due. But if you are a leader and you keep that honor onto yourself, um, and you receive that without like reflecting like glory and honor back to the source. I think that's where God is just like, bruh, that's not what we finna do right now. In <laughs> those exact words. That's what Jesus would say. Mark chapter 29. The Aaron Rose version. The ERB. Bruh, that's not what we finna do right now. <laughs> I actually like this whole passage. I just, um, I like how it reads. I like how it like becomes really ominous. It's like, the scribes sound okay at first. It's like, oh, they wear long robes, and they love greetings, and the best season feasts, and they devour widows. How, like, it gets, like, yeah. really ominous. And I, But I wonder, like, if they are purposefully doing this, or if it's something that they're even, like, unaware of. I mean, it says they, for a pretense, make long prayers, but are they purposefully doing that to be seen, or is it something that they've just done for so long right. that they, they don't, don't even realize that it's not even. Or like sometimes when we get into a place where we're doing something because we're in a position where we're supposed to be doing it and not our hearts are not really engaged. Like, mm-hmm. it was convicting. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also think it's really uh, it's, I, I just think it's cool how like Jesus sees like how like the heart of how people give um, 
Because like here's this woman who has a quarter of a penny, which I don't even understand. But like, <laughs> you know, she gets that's what a she fraction had. of a penny. Oof. And Jesus is like, she literally gave more than everybody because she gave out of not wealth or abundance. She gave out of her poverty, and I'm just like, whoa, like. That's not even something I think about. I don't even think about like, oh, if you're if you're like in poverty, like you shouldn't give. You should like, you know, like why would you do that? You know, and and to think that Jesus is honoring the person, right? He's like, no, like I'm I'm all in um, because maybe they recognize something about God and say like, hey, he's gonna provide for me, so I'm gonna, I want to offer the, you know, and even out of. Even though that's not actually going to, I don't know. I mean, you never know. God can multiply that or whatever. But it's it's like for someone to give that, like in, in humanizing the way that we see, that's nothing. Like a quarter of a penny. It's nothing. Like what? Like why would you even bother? <laughs> you know everything. She but had. Jesus, like highlight, like no other offering is even talked about. It's just like this one woman has her own section in the Bible. Yeah, and I think we don't even teach about well. I don't think I don't hear it talk about I feel like we talk a lot about giving out of our abundance and like God has given us a lot like a wealth to steward and that it's appropriate for us to steward um, but then you know when things get rough and tight for people we're like yo it's okay like the Lord knows that you're like scrambling right now but in the Bible when it talks about exemplary giving it's this lady um, who gave who gave everything she had out of her poverty, and it's the church in Macedonia that Paul talks about, mm-hmm. who literally had nothing, but were begging to give more, way more than beyond, way beyond what they even had. So I think that even giving out of our poverty is something that God is looking for, like that extra, like it's a real sacrifice to give when you don't have it to give um, because yeah. the people I mean <laughs> so stressed <laughs> this is but I'm literally, this is a good as, word this as I'm word. listening as I'm reading this I'm thinking about I just had a conversation about somebody that like is like yeah I you know they're trying to raise support and I just was like I can't do it right now because I um these student loans is but I actually could like but it would be tighter but I totally could and um, what is yeah, the, what is the spirit stirring? The spirit is stirring. Listen, the spirit is stirring a lot right now. But yeah, <laughs> right. So I just think it's not just we're supposed to give out of our abundance. Yes, that too, but also out of our poverty. Yeah, and that's what like God honors. I God, I think God honors giving. But yes. The example of this lady is a lot. That's real. I mean, once you give out of your poverty, it's a sacrifice, you feel it more. So it's like you can expect the Lord to like come through and you, like believe in Him, have like that true faith. Mm, that's good. Giving above and beyond what you're able. Not like, oh, I could, but like, I'm not able to give this much. It's like, it makes you completely have to trust yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. He likes it when we're in that place. But who wants to do that though? No one. (laughs) I think that whenever I read this verse, 
um, and of the people in Macedonia. I actually think it highlights that there is a desire for the people. And I, I actually think that's what Jesus is with, is that the desire. there's this desire, even though I, like, because I have nothing, um, I, I don't, I don't depend on my wealth, um, and so, like, I've had to trust God, I know that he will provide, and so I desire to give this to him. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think I think it also just affirms like the Imago day that like no matter who you are, mm-hmm. like, there's still something because God is a giver, He's created us to like give. And that's like part of who we are, but like at the mm-hmm. same time, like God is gonna honor like, hey, this is how I made you. So yeah. like you like living into like how who I created you to be will like make me want to give you more, you know. You know, they put more into your hands to continue to steal. So I think, um, but in my mind, like the the rational kind of side of me, I'm just like, well, if someone's poor and they keep giving everything, they, are they gonna just like stay in that plate? You know, but I don't, you know, that's not for me to try to figure out. But at the same time, I just think it's the heart of that and the other people being able to see that and hearing what Jesus said, seeing that that's in the Bible. Like I think what that would do is. Help us, you know, how to respond to that as as body of Christ. I mean, I think even in the like few verses before, when it's talking about the scribes and how they devour widows, I think there's a responsibility, or there's like honor in giving. Like even if you don't have much to give, giving what you have, but I also think there's like. A responsibility on the leaders to not oppress their people in yeah. the way that they're getting. You know what I'm saying? You're talking like, about devouring widows. Yeah, guys. and like oh, love to have the best yeah. and best. So I just, yep, yeah. So I think there's like a dual responsibility. Yes, give, but don't oppress your people by demanding the best seats at the synagogue and the best places at feasts. And then coming in the lady's house who ain't got no husband, don't have very much way to live. And make me some food, yeah. Sandwiches. Like Is that also in is that, that also that is in the argument. <laughs> All right. All right.